And welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and I thank you so much for joining us here on the program. This is a program that brings you new paradigms for a new world, giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., streaming live at those times at richarddugan.com. We are podcasting as well. Uh, at SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, and many other locations. You folks are reposting for us. Thank you. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. I'm very grateful for you expanding uh, our um, our exposure, so to speak, uh, our reach out into the Internet and around the world. Well, we're also expanding now to YouTube. We're on video. That's right. I uh, produce up these uh, videos and put them up on uh, YouTube, on my YouTube channel, Richard Dugan, so that you can watch and you can meet in person, so to speak, face to face. Uh, you can see that it's a real person, not a computer-generated voice that is talking to us uh, and answering questions. Uh, that was, uh, I think, um, IBM, and I can't remember what his name was, but uh, I also think of Hal uh, from the uh, movie tw- uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. We also will be giving our guests a website here shortly so that you can continue your evolutionary process, learn more, uh, experience more, and so forth. And we also ask you during the 2020s, the decade of perfect vision. We ask you to spend time going within to find that peaceful, calm space that we're all looking for these days. And some days it's harder to find than others, but you'll always find it going within, listening to your intuition, listening to that still small voice that will give you guidance, give you inspiration, give you all that you need. You won't have to worry about, uh, you won't have to worry about, if I may use the term, fake news misinformation. You won't get any of that when you go within. So please trust me, trust your inner voice and uh, please uh, spend some time doing that. Our program today is really appropriate for the fact that we are now uh, on YouTube. We're now doing these programs via video. Uh, And I'm very excited to have uh, both the producer as well as um, we have with us directors, Michael And and I I was really uh, going to get this name correct. And what we're going to say is Habernig, as well as April Hanna. Thank you both, uh, Mike and April, for joining us on the program today. Thanks, Richard. You folks are uh, producers and directors of a new venture. Um, You almost you could we could almost say a new network of sorts, a new channel television, if you will, or video, you know, and that's going to be the the tough part to differentiate. I mean, I grew up in the era of television, black and white and so forth. Uh, But now we have uh, the Internet and their videos uh, or live streaming, you know, but you still get a picture. So it's not really television anymore. But you have what's called Path 11, which is uh, very exciting. And uh, that has to do with uh, TV for mysteries of life. Uh, that's that's pretty exciting, and it's kind of right up our alley because when we have guests on this program, they share with us, you know, if you will, the mysteries that take place in our lives, the synchronicities, the not the coincidences, the coincidences. Uh, Mike, talk to us about your involvement. Uh, tell us about the beginnings of the 
the the um, the germination, if you will, the inception of this concept called Path Eleven. Well, it basically started out <clears throat> from just exploring and discovering what lies beyond Earth and life, and is there life after death? Is there, you know, what's the point of life really? And uh, it it really came to me through um, mainly experiencing a, a lot of death in one year, um, and I, I was experiencing uh, friends, family just dying, um, some expectedly, some unexpectedly, uh, throughout the year. And um, and at the time where I was working, I, I had a, um, I had the ability to listen to YouTube and podcasts um, why I, I worked. So I, I would just, you know, put up a search, <laughs> you know, what, it, what is life after death, you know, just random searches uh, on, on these platforms. And uh, I was introduced to a whole world of, um, you name it, uh, quantum physics, um, you know, the uh, astral projection, um, remote viewing, you know, it, it's, it went all over the place. And then I, um, having a film TV background, I thought that this should be something that should be put together for more of a mainstream audience. Mm-hmm. Um, this is around the same time. This is uh, probably about 2007, 2008. Um, the, the movie, The Secret had just come out. Um, what the Bleep, you know, those are the two big movies that really influenced me. And I thought, well, if I if you know we put out another movie or a series of movies, um, uh, or even at the time we were thinking, well, YouTube had just been uh, formed. Uh, I don't even think Google had purchased them yet. So it was, we thought maybe we could do like ten minute little clips on YouTube or something. But ultimately, we ended up going with the the film background, um, the film production, and uh, we set out to produce films. And since we produced the films, we've created kind of a network um, through our own podcasts and other video productions that we have done. We thought it would be a, a, uh, at this point to form kind of like what you mentioned earlier, a new TV network where we can stream all our productions that we're doing. Um, and we, we kind of like the, the word community because people can contact us. They want to see more of something or they want to explore something. You know, we, we can go out and, and help people find those answers for themselves as well. Well, I have to say that that it's it's uh, it's an exciting concept from this from my standpoint because uh, it's it's right up my alley and our alley here on Tell Me Your Story: New Paradigms for a New World, looking for those new ways of living, uh, and and especially when it comes to the metaphysical or spiritual aspects of our existence. April, tell us about your involvement and and how you became involved with this concept of Path 11 TV. Sure, Richard. It was exactly what you were talking about in the very beginning of the show of true synchronicity. Um, I have a mental health background. I'm a licensed mental health therapist in the state of New York. And I had moved out of a full-time job in a psychiatric hospital and went into my own private practice. And I was studying a lot of holistic uh, techniques, uh, Reiki for one of them, and other different energy healing modalities and combining them with 
the knowledge that I had in helping people with their mental health. So the inpatient psychiatric hospital just wasn't really allowing me to be that person that I needed to be and combine some of the holistic work. So I decided to create my own business and I launched my website in 2008. And the week I launched it, Mike sent me an email and said, I would like to create a documentary about Reiki. Would you like to participate in this documentary? So I thought, oh my gosh, the universe is responding. You know, I, I finally overcame my fear. I have my website out. I'm, I'm ready to like do this. And now somebody wants to put me in a documentary. <laughs> so um, I asked when Mike and I, we met for coffee in a small little coffee shop in Catskill, New York. And we got talking and I was like, I do not want to be on film. Uh, I don't want to be in the documentary, but I have a ton of teachers that I have studied under that have like 20, 25 years of experience. I think they're the experts. Why don't we contact them and interview them um, to create this documentary series that we created? And then Mike was investigating and finding people like Thomas Campbell, who is a retired NASA nuclear physicist, William Buhlman, your audience might know him. He's one of the experts in out-of-body experiences and astral projection, um, and also the Monroe Institute. So oh, we, yes. Yeah. So we um, put all of our resources together. We were each... Um, you know, working full time. So I was still coming out of the psychiatric hospital and moving into my private practice. We took a week of vacation. We traveled up and down the East Coast of New York. And uh, we went to the Monroe Institute in Virginia. We went to Alabama. We went to Michigan um, and all down um, through New York to interview these people. And we gathered enough footage to create the PATH trilogy series. So three documentaries, one on the afterlife, um, the second one was the path beyond the physical, and the third one was the path evolution. And we still had a lot of content from those films that actually never made the cut. So we decided to kind of keep that footage a little secret until this year. And since um, 2008, we've just been going out and interviewing people with different ideas of documentaries that we wanted to do. And then we decided to take all of this footage and interviews that we have been doing since 2008, get it together and create Path 11 TV. Well, you know, talk about synchronicity. I've only been posting uh, these programs on YouTube since uh, this month, October. I should say October is our conversation, or November of 2020. I've only been uh, doing this since October of 2020. Uh, I've been video editing, only video editing, since uh, late July, early August of 2020. I have been in the broadcast industry for four, over 40 years. Never thought I'd ever get into video and now I've, I'm, I've got to look out for, okay, what's behind me and my lighting? And so my head isn't so shiny. Do I wear my hat? You know, all of that stuff, uh, you know, and which is one of the reasons why I didn't want to go into video because it, there's too much preparation. Whereas with audio, all you have to do is open the mic, start the recorder, and you're on your way. And uh, so uh, it certainly takes a lot more to put all of these kinds of things together. There's no question. But I also have a greater appreciation for those of you, you two in particular, who are into a video and television and so forth. And I notice you do call it Path 11 TV. By the way, folks, the website is path11tv.com. You can go there and find out more about uh, both uh, April and Mike, as well as uh, this wonderful new medium. And I'm, 
I'm excited about it. Uh, I'm looking forward to to going there and watching some of these programs. Um, I mean, even the trailer is really intriguing. And you know, Mike, this whole issue of death and dying, it sounds kind of strange to put it this way, but I can't think of any other way to put it. It's a subject that's near and dear to my heart, not because I've had a lot of losses, but because it interests me so much. I am just flat out curious as all get out what that individual is now experiencing now that they're out of the body. And I've had guests on talking about near-death and out-of-body experiences. Uh, And um, some people whose belief systems are still part of fundamental uh, um, belief systems, you know, traditional uh, philosophies. And yet they choose, for example, one gentleman chooses to continue to have out-of-body experiences. He induces them. And uh, yet his belief system is contrary to that. There's nothing in the, in the belief system that says that that's something you're supposed to do, but he does it anyway. It's just like he's opening his perspective, his mind. Isn't that what Pathway, uh, Path 11 TV is wanting to do is to expand people's uh, awareness and understanding? April? Yes, I would say Path Love and TV and the work that we're doing, we are just trying to get everybody on their spiritual path, trying to wake up consciousness, trying to evolve the consciousness of the planet. And I think when you begin to get curious and drop some of your old belief systems and investigate why you're here, what is your purpose, you know, what does it mean to be in the human body? What does it mean to be out of the human body? You know, what happens after we die here? I think when you begin to get spiritually curious and walk on that path, you're beginning to um, develop your consciousness overall. And the more that we can kind of raise everyone's individual consciousness and make them curious, I think we'll be living in a better world. These questions need to be asked. I, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around um, the fact that there might be some people out there that haven't even thought about some of this stuff yet because it's just our world. I mean, I just live in it constantly. So um, it's my hope that when people, I think, I think the other thing with Path Love and TV is you'll find, and I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but people tend to search when they're in crisis mm-hmm. or if something you know happens to them, and both of that those things Mike and I can both relate to in our lives. And that's how we both kind of stumbled upon studying a lot of these um, topics that we have on Path 11 TV. So I kind of feel like Mike and I will research for you. And then we are giving you an invitation to come into our library of resources of what we found to be helpful for ourselves. Mike, where were you philosophically before you had this dramatic and traumatic uh, period in your life in 2008. Where were you philosophically? What were you raised under? What philo- what philosophy? And that's just the word I use. I could use other names, but I think you know what I'm talking about. I, I grew up in a, a very strict uh, religious, Catholic religious background, re- very religious family. Um, but, you know, as a kid, you know, I, I was a, a huge fan of sci- science fiction, um, you, you know, even some, you know, even horror movies, you know, or, you know, they're fun or whatever. Um, but it, it was always like you, I could only experience that through, you know, Hollywood movies, basically, mm-hmm. or, or books. But um, when I set out to do this project, like the first few films, 
um, I got, I did get some backlash from friends and family members who are still very, um, very much involved in, you know, the, the, their religion. And, um, I know that there's, there's still a bunch of family members that have not watched any of the movies or productions that I've done with path 11. Um, you know, it, I, I can't force anybody to go down this route, but if you want to, you know, here, here's all the material. This is what we've learned and hopefully it'll help other people. What about um, you, April? So- what about your philosophical underpinnings? Yeah, mine was also the Catholic religion. Um, However, my mom didn't quite follow all of the rules, so we kind of got kicked out. Um, <laughs> really? They tried to put, yeah, they tried to put me into catechism school and um, wanted me to go, but because I wasn't baptized and my mom like refused that or some, something happened in the family where either she didn't go to church every Sunday, so I wasn't allowed to be baptized because she wasn't. Um, like a true parishioner of the Catholic church. So my grandmother was like extremely Catholic and religious, taught me all of the, you know, our fathers, Hail Marys, um, you know, stuff that goes within the Catholic religion. I didn't have as much of a strong upbringing like Mike. And my mom kind of got really pissed off about that and then um, never really pushed religion on me. But we went to a couple of different churches and, you know, my grandmother was like, you got to get baptized. You got to get baptized or else you're a child of the devil. And then, you know, it's like, here I am doing all this stuff with Papala (laughs) now. So who knows? Um, But yeah, but I grew up, um, you know, with a lot of the Catholic faith and some of those traditions as well. Wow. strict. Wow. Uh, we all, the three of us share uh, a very similar upbringing. Uh, I never left the church, uh, but I, I'm no longer a practicing Catholic. At the age of 16, <clears throat> and this was during the high school years, I was delivering newspapers. Sunday mornings, I would get up very early to deliver those big old thick monster papers, get home, go back to bed, and then have to get up at 9.30 to get ready to go to Mass uh, at noon or whatever it was. And finally, one morning, my mom comes in and says, time to get ready for church. And I said, I really don't want to go. She says, okay. Which I'm, I'm really? Okay. It was only a few years later that I asked her, I says, why, why did you do that? Why did you say it was okay for me not to go? She says, because I didn't want you to push away from the church, which I've never done. I love the ritual, the ceremony, the traditions, there's such a there's something so beautiful about it that is missing so much in our culture here in America in other cultures around the world i mean i there's a part of me i don't want to say i'm envious of the jewish traditions that people continue if you're say an orthodox jew and you you celebrate the the uh, the sabbath and you celebrate shabbat and you celebrate all of these different major and minor holidays i found out too that <laughs> i used to make a big deal about hanukkah they said oh it's a minor holiday it's not a big deal you know, I mean, the message is big deal, but, you know, it is. So uh, I and now here I am. I'm doing Tell Me Your Story. I've been an interest interested in metaphysics since uh, my late teens, 17 years of age. Primer was autobiography of yogi. And every time I'm doing these programs for the last 14 years, I keep getting drawn back to that philosophy, which is which is fascinating to me. Are there particular subjects, April, that you enjoy researching and putting together uh, materials for uh, than, say, others? 
Yeah, the ones that I think fall more into what's near and dear, dear to my heart are different um, healing modalities. Um, I have tried so many different healing modalities on myself. I've gone through so many trainings to learn how to do these and how to just facilitate the body's natural response to be able to heal itself. Um, I have found that a lot of these techniques have helped clients that I have worked with more than um, just basic clinical psychotherapy, you know, because we are so much more than our mind. Mm -hmm. So I really love researching and finding different types of healing modalities that people are trained in and doing and getting that information out to the world. And I'm also really fascinated with uh, mediums and people who can communicate with those who have passed over. I've had a lot of personal experiences when I am delivering healing techniques and I'm in a very deep meditative of state that I've been able to communicate um, not only with um, my clients, past loved ones, but other entities from different dimensions, um, you know, entities from different planets that are bringing healing to the planet. So that is also a topic that fascinates me because I'm still researching and learning all mm. of that stuff myself. Mike, how about you? I know you mentioned uh, death and dying. I like to refer to it as transitioning because death and dying, have those words just have so much negative energy attached to them. But uh, nonetheless, what are your, what are your, what are, what's near and dear to your heart uh, when it comes to uh, Path 11 TV? Yeah, I'm always interested in hearing um, uh, personal accounts of near-death experiences where people have, you know, died and then come back and told a story about it. Um, uh, and also, um, astral projection or out-of-body experiences um, are very, very interesting. Um, this uh, made me think of something from my childhood that I, I kind of forgot about. Um, when I was uh, probably about 13 or 14, um, I found a copy of um, Daniel Brinkley's um, I, he, at the time, he had uh, a couple books out. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it, something into the I can't remember exactly the title. Into the light, or or something like that. And my mom let me get it. It was at one of those bookstores or whatever at the mall. Mm -hmm. and I, so, so I got that. And uh, that's the thing about my mom is that she, you know, she was a, a teacher. So anytime I asked for a book, I could get a book. But <laughs> nice. anything else, like. I couldn't get a comic book or a video game, but you know, a, a book, no, no problem. Even though it went against it, it, the, the church I would have gone to at the time, if they found out I was reading it, I, I, you know, the pastor probably would have talked to me or something about it, but um, I got to read it one summer and it was, it was kind of eye opening then. And then I kind of had to put it aside and finish school and started working. And then it, all that came back to me. Um, when we started this project and uh, yeah, it was just, it, I, I, yeah, I just have a very big interest in, you know, what, you, cause that's the one thing in life that's guaranteed is death or taxes mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. both. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah. So I, I just want to know what people experience when they die um, because the other traumatic experiences in life is birth and nobody ever remembers that either. So not usually, no. Not usually. No. So interesting. Um, you know, I I find uh, I find it fascinating that there are there's such a diversity. I mean, mythology. We used to we had a series that I do an interview or two every so often with my uh, co-host uh, for that particular series 
uh, Dr. Will Lin. He's a, a doctor of philosophy or of mythology. And we did a series in 20, uh, 2014 called Mythosophia, Exploring the Depths of Myth and Wisdom. And I learned so much. I, I can't. I don't know if I, I learned much in school about the, the, the gods and goddesses and, and the, the stories. And I mean, I remember Aesop's fables, and we kind of talked a little bit about that as well on that program. Uh, Star Trek Next Generation. A dear friend of mine who I used to work with back in Phoenix, I finally reconnected with him when we were chatting. And I says, you remember how you used to say that Star Trek Next Generation was our modern-day mythology? I started watching the show from that perspective, and it was so eye-opening. It was so incredible. So Path 11 TV sounds to me an awful lot like a resource for people. I mean, I, I know there are lots of websites. There are other channels. I, I know uh, of one, anyway, called Gaia uh, that's very popular with a lot of folks. Um, where will people be able to view Path 11 TV just on the internet will it be available on demand let's say I happen to have Roku okay as opposed to say Chromecast or some or Apple TV or what have you will it be available through those methods uh, or 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 where will it be yeah it, eventually uh, um, it, right now it's it's uh, web only but you can access it on your you know tablet or smartphone mm -hmm. um, regular web browser on there um, it does have um, the video stream on it is Chromecast and AirPlay if you have Apple. Mm -hmm. So if you have an Apple TV or something, you can beam it to your screen and watch it. Even though it's coming off your phone, you can still watch it on your TV. Right, right. Um, and we, we do have a, a roadmap for apps coming out um, in the near future, but they're just not out. Right. Just yet. Okay. Um, April, what projects are you currently working on? For Path 11 TV. For Path 11 TV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I have a couple of other projects going on on the side, too. So, right. um, yeah. So, well, one of them is um, continuing a episode that we have, or it's a series called Conversations on the Path. So I get a chance to sit down with people who are really kind of on the ground um, doing work with clients. And it could be anything from meditation teachers to people who are very involved with saving the earth and, um, you know, sustainability of the earth and just people who overall I know have connected with their passion and their purpose and they're living it out in the world. So I think that's really important for people to see people who have overcome their fear and maybe drop the nine to five job and decided to follow their their passion. So we have 14 episodes in season one and we're starting to film season two with that. Um, the other projects that we have is the Afterlife Awareness Conference. We uh, film that every single year. The talk about learning um, with the afterlife awareness conference the teachers and the presenters that they have are just amazing uh, that are teaching there so we'll be filming that in uh, 2021 to me the concept uh, Mike of path 11 TV is incredible and I'm curious as to what project within path 11 TV you're working on well we, we both work on these projects together um, okay. It's usually um, uh, we'll, we'll, one of us will come up with an idea uh, for something, and then we you figure out okay, who do we need to talk to? How, you know, how, um, how, what kind of styles this is going to be like a talk show, like conversations on the path is basically April and a guest just sitting down, kind of like they're at a coffee shop and talking for an hour about the subject matter. 
Um, some of the other stuff that we're working on is uh, more documentary style where it follows one person or uh, an event or something where it's, uh, it's a little more dynamic that, you know, the cameras on the ground, you know, going, following different things related to a topic mm-hmm. or person involved. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a combination of, of different styles of, um, of video really. Um, also our, uh, we have our podcast that we do. We also, this summer also started, um, thanks to COVID, we started <laughs> doing um, video, putting the podcast on video mm-hmm. as well. Um, so the podcast is available on Path 11 TV and you don't even need a membership to watch that. I think we have almost 20 hours up there just of the podcast wow. for free. Wow. Uh the terminology has always bothered me from the beginning uh, when I was putting things together and I would upload to SoundCloud or in, in my case uh, at the time before SoundCloud, uh, before I used SoundCloud, I was just uploading to my web hosting uh, server and I called them archives and everywhere's a podcast, podcast. No, it's an archive because that's where that's what's uh, that's what you're doing with it. You're archiving it for people to watch. I've acquiesced. I, I submit myself to the the internet gods, <laughs> and okay, so now we're on YouTube. So they're video casts. Uh, they're not movies. They're not shows. I always always thought that when you call something a show, uh, it's it's like for entertainment, you know. Whereas a program, a program, and this is all semantical, uh, is is going to be informative, maybe educational. And that's not to say that a show can't be, but that's just that's just my stuff. But the the path that Path Eleven TV is on, where do you see it in five years, ten years, twenty years? I mean, because just as I found out in reference to mythology, there is literally no end to the subject matter. When you talk about metaphysics and spirituality and these, the, all of these different things and so many other subjects come into play as well, the, 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 it's endless, the things that you can talk about. Uh, April, I'll have you address that first. Yeah, um, you know, I think it's ever evolving, right? Because look at what we've gone through in 2020. Never as <laughs> filmmakers would we have thought that would be a subject that we'd be talking about, you know, yeah. a whole global pandemic and connecting spirituality to that. I mean, if you speak to a lot of light workers on the planet, they have a pretty clear understanding of the shift that's happening in consciousness and why the pandemic has kind of showed up from a totally different angle. Um, so I see us continuing to making short documentaries, long documentaries. Um, We're going to continue to live stream. I mean, live streaming conferences is kind of the new thing that is happening. And which I think is really wonderful because some people don't have the ability or the finances to travel to different states or different parts of the country. And so we're going to be able to bring more conferences to more people all around the world. Um, And I, I see it probably evolving with what we have, but at a bigger content rate. And then I think we're, if we're going to just follow the times and see what people want, what our community is asking for. And, um, and we're probably just going to take one step at a time and go from there. Mike, how about your, uh, your perspective on the future of uh, path 11 TV, which folks path 11 TV.com is the website. Go there. 
Yeah, I, I, I mean, April pretty much spelled it out pretty well. I, I think I would just add that uh, I, I think as an audience, they, you know, we, we have, I, I, speaking with our audience, we've learned that there's people that are far more advanced and know way more than we ever will, maybe. <laughs> or there's, there's people that are just coming into this field that want to know more about, you know, life after death or Reiki or, or, or something. So they're kind of maybe a few steps behind us. Mm-hmm. Um, but the bulk, I think, of our audience right now is kind of right where we are, where certain things come into place, you know, after our, our films came out. Um, you, you know, we do have this bulk audience that kind of has been following us on social media now with the podcast. I think as as time goes on in the, in the next few years, our thought process on the subject matter may change or evolve or transform into a, a new way of thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to even put that into words, but so I think our audience will probably come with us with that, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> or they may teach us something new that, like, Oh no, we have to take a different turn on the path. Yeah. Path 11. The other thing we talked about too is, and that this may happen sooner than later, but is also giving other filmmakers a chance to present their documentaries to us. So if they feel like they are creating films about the topics that we have on Path 11 TV, we were thinking about doing um, kind of like a film festival and have submissions of short documentaries to come to to be featured on Path 11 TV. So I have a feeling that's going to happen too, because, and, and like I said, maybe within the next year or so um, because we are constantly looking for content and we are just two people and we can't do it all. So we're going to need help from our community to also supply us with maybe some of that context. We know there's a lot of great filmmakers out there that are just looking for that break, just like we were, you know, we just needed somebody to watch our films. And, and uh, once they did, and they saw it, um, you know, you had spoke of Gaia and people can rent the path trilogy series if they have a subscription and membership there. Mm -hmm. Um, But those will eventually be moved over to path 11 tv as well you know uh on the one hand i would say you can do it all because i'm doing it all i am the host i am the producer i am the Mm -hmm. uh, director the uh, uh researcher and so on and so forth however as i said in a manner of speaking but on the other hand i've got a lot of other people involved in this program such as the two of you participate in this program. I also have thousands of people who have helped me along my way in the past 40 plus years in this business. Uh, So uh, if I wanted to get into my personality and ego, I'd say, yeah, man, look at what I've done. Uh -uh. I would not be here if it, matter of fact, what comes to mind, you talk about going back into your memory banks, what comes to mind when I was in my early 20s was a woman by the name of Mar- Margaret Pekarik. She was a blind woman who was a subscriber to the radio reading service I worked for at that time who suggested that I go to Toastmasters to help fine-tune and hone my speaking skills. And I did. And I had a blast. Uh, it was so much fun. And... I thank her for that. I know she's passed on because she was elderly back then. Uh, Although I don't want to assume, but that was about 40 years ago, and she was probably in her 70s or 80s, which would make her probably the oldest woman in the United States, which wouldn't be a bad thing. I want to ask the two of you, and again, I'm not 
asking for any kind of uh, we're not I don't want to get into politics. That is not the point of this question. But during this last cycle and specifically following the 3rd of November, on the 4th of November, 2020, uh, President, uh, the the uh, um, Democratic uh, nominee, we'll call him, Joe Biden, came before the public and gave a speech of basically saying, look, we just need to calm down. We need to count the votes. And whatever the outcome is, is going to be the outcome that we can't control that anymore because the votes have already been cast. So let's all just take it easy. And I sat there and I listened to this guy and I could actually listen to him. I I felt comforted for the first time in four years. And when uh, in June Uh, Donald Trump, President Trump, was in Phoenix, Arizona, my hometown where I was born and raised, holding a rally. And he had all these people uh, down in front of him in all of these rows. And, of course, we've got the COVID going on and all this kind of stuff. And he's up there on stage talking. I felt so disenfranchised because I didn't feel like I belonged. It wasn't a question of whether I agreed with him or not. No, it was like. I can't go to this guy as if he were, say, my father and say, Dad, I'm, I'm really kind of worried. I'm, I'm a little un, on edge here, and I really need some comfort. And I knew that I couldn't get it from him for, for whatever reasons in his personality. And again, I don't want to go into that, but I'm noticing the dynamics of speakers, of presenters, of just individuals who are interested in raising the consciousness their own as well as others. And that's what the two of you are doing. Very easy to listen to the two of you, but also to hear you, okay? Just as I heard uh, uh, Biden, but I couldn't hear uh, Trump and I couldn't hear people uh, on, on that side of the aisle because it was like always complaining about things and victimhood. It was always somebody else's fault. Can you talk to us about your experiences of the evolution, if you will, that we're going through, that transformation that we are, as you referred to, April, and I've heard this many times on this program recently, that we're going through here in 2020, not just because of the election, but maybe it's the combination of the election and and the coronavirus and and all of the different movements and the upheaval and unrest and so forth, and, and even the division. Can you can can you first of all, April? Can you address that? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not exactly sure how and where to start with all of that. Mm-hmm. I would say that um, I might take an maybe a not so much um, I don't know favorite view of this, but I think Trump is helping to raise the consciousness with some of maybe that fear that is being invoked in others and how uncomfortable, like you had said, you find it uncomfortable to like maybe listen to him or not feel as comforted as you did with Biden. And I think that is a great tool to turn within and to look at ourselves and see what is that about? Um, You know, there's a lot of things that Trump probably allowed us to see that wasn't very visible. And, you know, it reminds me a little bit of some of the 
the study that I've done in A Course in Miracles is that you have to shine the light on the darkness. And when light is on the darkness, it can no longer hide. And, you know, we've been able to see a lot of darkness and, you know, maybe a blessing that in some ways Trump lit that up (laughs) for us to really, really see it as uncomfortable as there may be, you know, moments that we've experienced in his presidency there is still maybe parts of him that is being reflected back within us that we don't even like about ourselves, you know, Mm. but it's easy to kind of like look at him and say, bad man, or, you know, oh, you know, you're so vile and, you know, not agreeing with, with, I don't really take a political stance here either way, but from Mm -hmm. a spiritual standpoint, Mm -hmm. that's, I guess, what I'm saying helps me to feel reassured in the growing pains that Mm -hmm. we've experienced in these past four years. And I, also believe too in what I've learned from Thomas Campbell. You know, he talks very much in physics terms, but he says he calls the larger consciousness system, you can call that God, you can call that the universe, is always rooting for us to evolve. And we don't grow through the easy times. We grow, our consciousness grows through crisis and through the difficult times. So I feel like no matter what happens with this election, it's always going to be in the best interest for the collective evolution. And it may be hard and it may be harder, but that's how we grow and that's how we evolve. Mike, I kind of want to address that to you too, but I want to make an observation if I may. You, You come across and seem to be a little bit more... Um, private with your personal spiritual uh, perspective. My father's that way. I don't know that much about his his inner uh, awareness, his understanding, his consciousness, because he doesn't share it. And that's his business. Uh, do you feel that way, or are you really very open with people about where you are uh, on your, shall we say, on your spiritual path? Um. Yeah, I, I get. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I guess I would say I'm pretty private. Um, I only um, talk about it if somebody brings it up first. Okay. <laughs> I'm. I'm not gonna run into a room and say, "Hey, check out this. Uh, check out these crystals, or check out my Reiki technique." You know, it's it's. Yeah. Uh, it's more. Um, you know, I, I I'm just kind of like. I, I I'm naturally introverted. I, I like sitting in a dark room and working on video all day. Um, and that's what I've been doing for really the last 30 <laughs> years. Um, but it, it really comes down to just, I like to take in what other people are interested in mm-hmm. and then work with them. If they ask me, I'll say, yeah, this is a, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I don't believe in the church, I guess you would say, mm-hmm. um, you're not. You're not into proselytizing, is in other words. <laughs> uh, I, I should say I, I'm not into um, uh, organized religion. Let me right, put it that right, way. Right. Um, I do. I do know, and I. Um, I know a lot of people who need religion or, or the church, um, and probably couldn't could probably not get through these times that we're in without the church. So I'm not gonna. I don't want to take that away from them. No. Um, but I don't see any value for that for me. For you, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's important for everybody to to come to the awareness and the realization that they have to they have to go with that which serves them at that time. And that doesn't mean it's going to serve you the your entire life. It might. It might. But I find that if all we do is watch and listen to and read only those things that bolster and support our present beliefs, 
then we're not going to grow. It's one of the reasons why when I was doing interviews with uh, Christians and non-Christians and even metaphysicians and spiritualists when I was working for the Christian radio station back in Phoenix for 15 years, that I would start uh, uh, to ask them questions uh, about things that I was interested in, and yet I made sure that I asked those questions in such a way that was not offensive to the Christian listener, the fundamentalist, the evangelical, the Pentecostal, the Southern Baptist, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. See, I knew the terminology to use. You know, uh, I wouldn't sit there and, and talk about uh, uh, you know energy healings and and those kinds of things. I would I would put it in a different a different context, so that we could talk about it on this station on that station. Uh, to make people aware that there are other things going on. And some of the people that I've interviewed who had these fundamentalist beliefs also had these, like the one gentleman I mentioned before who did the out-of-body, who who induces out-of-body experiences. Uh, It gave me hope that, oh my gosh, just like every individual has a different physical characteristic look, okay, each of these Christians may say, yes, I am an evangelical, I'm a Bible-believing, etc., etc., devil-hating, and yet there's part of them that also believes in stuff that is outside the box a little bit. Have you, have the two of you, uh, and I'll start with you, Mike, run into folks like that who, even though it's, it's it, to me, it's like an Edgar Casey, okay, who did these trances, he did this uh, unconscious or uh, what have you, uh, channeling, but he was also a Bible-believing Christian, uh, just to put it simply. And yet he went ahead and he did that anyway. Uh, Mike, uh, have you folks uh, had an opportunity? Have you ever done any programs in that regard or sat and chatted with people who are, even if it's just a little, they're expanding their understanding, their awareness and so forth, their insights? Yeah, uh, the thing is, uh, the, like the videos that we've done and the movies we've done, they, the people are already on their path. Mm-hmm. They, they're not, we're not seeing a transformation on, on camera. Um, off, outside of Path 11 and talking with friends, family, um, I've witnessed people kind of have an aha moment. Um, not from what necessarily from what I'm saying, but, um, them re-examining some experiences in their life. Um, I don't know if I'm really answering your question, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's, we, we all wake up, I guess you could say wake up on different levels. So it's all going to be different times. Um, and just because you, you woke up and somebody hasn't woke up, doesn't mean that you're above them or they're below you or whatever. It's more like, well, now I'm awake, but, I still have to live in the world. Yeah. So I have, it's almost like a burden sometimes where this other person who may not be awake can just live in the world and do their thing. So it's, they're not living with, <laughs> I guess, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So you're kind of living in like two realities where you have this reality that's not really talked about Yeah. in the mainstream, but you still have to participate in life, go to work, you know, pay the bills, yeah. you know, it, it, it's almost like, uh, as I hear you describing it, it's almost like these people are sort of living a secret life uh, outside of their regular everyday life. 
and and uh, and that's just what they have to do in order to uh, maintain the status quo and maintain some level of equilibrium in their lives. But certainly there will come a breaking point where they're going to have to decide to go one way or the other uh, because I don't think that the psych- our psyches and our minds can can hold that for an indefinite period of time. And April, that's that's an interesting perspective to take for you. Uh, sort of the same question about the, your experiences both within and without, outside of uh, Path 11 TV uh, in terms of people who um, maybe are beginning to wake up, that kind of thing. But from your experience and your education, uh, our human minds can't hold that split personality, so to speak, for an extended period of time without it causing, uh, without it leaking out somewhere. Right. Causing some sort of resistance between the two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's um, two people that come to mind with Path 11 TV and our films. And Mike, maybe you can even look up really quick for me um, the book that Peter Panagor wrote. Um, There was a man that we met that had a near-death experience, and uh, we got a chance to hear him speak at the Afterlife Awareness Conference. And he was, I don't know if he was a pastor or a reverend, but he um, was in the church and still is and is guiding a certain church. But uh, because of his near-death experience and how he met his God, you know, this whole perception of what God was really changed everything that he kind of learned, you know, with what he was practicing. And um, I think he might have even have had to move over to a different church. I might be getting that mixed up. But the way that he is teaching, you know, spirituality and religion now is much different since his near-death experience. Um, Mike, do you have, do you remember the title of his book? We interviewed him for our podcast on Path Love and Podcast. It was phenomenal. Yeah. um, Heaven is Beautiful. And his other book is Two Minutes for God. Yeah. So, you know, here he has this near-death experience and meets God, but then that also conflicted a lot of his teachings and what he learned uh, through seminary, I believe. And Paul Rademacher is another person who was the executive director of the Monroe Institute, but he went to ceremony as well, seminary, and he talked a lot about his resistance, the transition that he went through, and how he ended up coming out of that, and then, you know, moving into the position of being the executive director at uh, the Monroe Institute. And I can think of, um, I've had plenty of clients that have come in and have kept getting Reiki sessions quiet and not telling their family. There's a woman that was the secretary of a church and she would come like, you know, but wouldn't let anybody know. Her husband didn't know. People at work didn't know that she was coming to my meditation classes um, or that she was getting Reiki sessions Mm. and trying hypnotherapy. Um, So you could tell that she had very much of an interest, but was very conflicted about, uh, you know, the religion that she was in and being a part of this church, but still knew that it was helping her. Even yeah. though it kind of went against what she believed in. Yeah, it's to me it is fascinating, uh, not only to meet and to talk with people who are in that process of transformation and they're starting to come out. Uh, if I can use this in a, a broad perspective, coming out of the closet, metaphysically or spiritually, and um, beginning to find their voice uh, and realize that. What they've experienced is okay. Even when I was working for the Christian station, I would never, ever challenge anybody on their experience. Their experience is what it is. Whether it's in the book or not is irrelevant. 
They had it. It's impacted them. It's changed them. It's it's transformed them in some way. Um, they may even have a deeper uh, abiding faith in God and a commitment to living a good life and so forth, which ain't a bad thing. Right. And I find that so fascinating um, and also unfortunate that society doesn't seem to see that kind of growth the same. And yet we send our children to school. And what is it usually that we ask them around the dinner table that night? What did you learn today? But when it comes to spirituality, we don't usually ask. So, April, what did you learn today spiritually? And Mike, what did you learn today metaphysically? We, we just don't we, don't, we don't do that, you know? And, and it's, 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 it's kind of sad in one way. But, you know, going back to your example of what the pros have been, getting to know, and this is the best way to put it, getting to know the man, Donald Trump. Um, you know, I, I interviewed a gentleman maybe the two of you can address this, or, or you, April, can address this. Uh, I interviewed a gentleman who wrote a book called Having to Do with uh, path, uh, um, Psychopaths uh, and, 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 uh, and so forth. And he said that uh, being a psychopath is not all bad. We can learn from them because they get things done. Whether we like the way they get them done is, is a whole other story. But the fact is, because of their psychopathic tendencies, they get things done. And so to your point, April, earlier about learning and having the, I guess the one key phrase that's come up over the last, what, four or five years is, at least we're now having a conversation about it, whatever the subject is. And obviously that's a good thing. Right? Yeah, yeah, I think it's a good thing. I think the thing that comes to mind, though, is how quick we are to label people or label things that feel different or look different and judgment. And, you know, I think, I think instead of, you know, um, I, I don't know, I guess maybe passing judgment or calling somebody a psychopath is also um, just maybe looking at what the story is behind some of those behaviors and, and the way that the person is interacting with the world. And if it's something that feels uncomfortable, why not learn from it or try to do better rather than just trying to judge it all the time? Because I think what we're ultimately trying to return back to is love and to create begin to create this separation um, is not helpful for for the consciousness um, system. So, Mike, what about you and 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 your thoughts about this? Is this uh, is this an area that uh, that you can talk about a little bit? Um, what was the question again? Um, uh, having to do with learning from uh, the the people that are around us, uh, and and maybe we don't care much for them personally, uh, you know, and so forth. But looking at the pros, not just the cons, uh, of of them. Yeah, I I, I think um, there there is. Uh, um, I'll, I'll use the uh, example you gave earlier about um, uh, uh, Biden and Trump. Um, there's pros and cons with both of them. And some of the pros you could say, um, I don't think either one of them are really bad people. I just think they're influenced by bad things. I don't know if 
that's really a, that can make sense. Can you address this aspect of dealing with the pros of uh, the the uh, people and and experiences that we have with people that we may not care much for on all different levels and in all different areas, uh, so that we can learn. I mean, for me, I had to go through a four phases with Donald Trump where I finally have gotten to the point where I, 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 the only thing I say now uh, is, I love you. You know? And now, what he does with that, I don't know, but he's a human being. He has every right to be here just like you and I. I love you, man. Okay? Life goes on. Let's, let's move forward. So let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, you, I, I, I kind of bounce off of what you said earlier about Biden and Trump. Um, and Trump is, um, I know a lot of people hate him and a lot of people love him, but there is something to him, like what April said before, he is kind of a, um, I guess you would say a trauma inducer a, or a trigger starter mm-hmm, <laughs> for mm-hmm. a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so I don't, um, and I also think too, he's also a master at manifestation and the law of attraction. Um, now with Biden, he's more of, more of the old, um, regime, I guess you could say mm-hmm. he, he comes from, you know, the, the Obama, George Bush, Clinton, Reagan, you know, he comes from that world where Trump is more of, he's a salesperson. So he's going to try and appeal to you for your money or in this case, a vote, which I don't. We still don't know if that's worked out to be successful or yeah, not. But as of our conversation, uh, right? And um, right, yeah. So it and Biden though is is also a salesperson in a way too because he's he's coming to you in a way that's not as triggering, I guess you could say. Um, he's more of that grandparent that will make you feel better before he gets what he wants gets what he wants from you first. Um. So in reality, I, <laughs> without going too far into politics, right, right, I can't stand either of them. But, <laughs> <laughs> and I wish there was a different choice right now. But right, right, here we are. Sure, and and, and so that's why we have to come to uh, an understanding. And I would think April, you could address this as well, uh, of the fact that this is where we are. This is what we have to work with, and as. As I grew up in this business uh, saying over and over again, and this dealt more with uh, the levels of technology that I had to work with at the different stations, um, you work with what you have until you get what you want. And if you don't start doing that, then you are... um, You are uh, going to... It's going to mire you in emotions that are really going to be detrimental to your health and well-being. You, you agree with that, April? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, the, the saying that comes to mind for me is I think everyone's doing the best that they can with what they've got, um, you know, and um, and I guess that's all that we can do. And just I, I think if you're constantly striving to be a better person, that also means that you have to be able to look at others with compassion and not that that judgment that we are so quick, 
you know, to run to because judgment in some way makes us feel safe. It's like, okay, you're over there. I'm over here. It feeds our ego. It makes us feel superior. Um, but, you know, like we were saying before, I think some, some of maybe what Trump is also able to do is just turn the mirror back on ourselves and allow us to see some of the ugly parts of ourselves that could be coming out. Um, Isn't that kind of what we've been taught, especially uh, on a spiritual metaphysical level, is that the things that we do not like in others are those elements of our ourselves that are being mirrored back to us and that we need to take a look at what's going on inside of us before we start castigating and casting aspersions. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. Path 11 TV. Uh, Why Path 11? Well, I mean, that goes back to some more synchronicities. Um, You know, path 11 came because, well, one, we were on a spiritual path. So we felt like we needed to have the word path in there somehow, some way. And when we were interviewing somebody uh, who knew quite a bit about numerology, when we were creating the three films, she wanted to know what our life path numbers were before she even wanted to work with us. So then she educated us, schooled us a little bit. And Mike is a life path 11 and I am a life path nine. And uh, so like 11 started to float around after we heard that. And then every time we would get into the editing room, we would constantly be seeing 11, 11, 111. Um, if we were driving, you know, to a destination, the GPS would say that we would arrive at 11, 11 or 111. So we started to experience the 11, 11 phenomenon. And then uh, also I later took a look at my birth certificate because we needed to find it for something with um, astrology. Somebody was doing a reading for us and I was born at 111. So (laughs) we continue to have this 11 phenomenon and the fact that we were both on a spiritual path and the number 11 kind of looks like a path. If you look at it from an, you know, an angle, Mm -hmm. we decided to call our company path 11. Uh, Well, I, I like that. That's, that's very cool. There is so much that we if we would just be observant, will guide us along the way. Uh, I, I don't know about the two of you, but I have felt in especially the 40 years I've been in this business that I've always been, for the most part, I've always been in the right place at the right time. Uh, in spite of the fact that in, 2020, uh, in 2000, I was laid off four times in one year. Uh, in spite of the fact that I am divorced once, Uh, In spite of the fact that this thing and that thing and the other thing happened, or maybe because of, uh, you know, here I am. This is my path. And it just but it just feels as though it's it's worked. So do you, too, uh, feel that your lives have been that way or have have there been some uh, some of those uh, challenges that really uh, you questioned why am I going in this direction and what is happening? Or, you know, uh, Michael, what about you? Yeah, it's hard. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Uh, There's times where it feels like everything was pre-written and I'm just going through the motions and, you know, fulfilling a script that was already put together for me. But then there's times where it's like, I have no idea what's how A is going to connect to B Mm. and they eventually get to C because everything leading up to A fell apart <laughs> and then something will happen and there'll be an opportunity that, that ar- arises last minute that makes the connection to ABC. You know, it's, it, so there's things that are, 
are explainable and then things are definitely not explainable mm-hmm. with with that. April? Yeah, uh, I would agree with Mike, too. I think, um, you know, I have survived a lot of different uh, trials, tribulations and traumas in my life. And I think I really moved from, you know, victim mentality when I was younger to survivor mentality and having all of this spiritual background and research that I've done, I've come to really embrace that whatever happens, I just try to come from the perspective of it is happening for me to grow and for me to evolve. And I no longer look at situations that appear to be tough or maybe ones that I don't really like to go through. I have a totally different perspective when things start to just feel a little sticky or resistance starts to happen. Um, Really just changed my outlook on how to live instead of life isn't fair. Why is this happening? to me and staying in that role of the victim. It's more like, okay, what's going on here? All Mm -hmm. right, something's happening. I need to pay attention. How can I deal with this with more grace and more ease and just move through it and take it as an experience packet? It's a learning experience and, uh, you know, move on from it when it's ready to move on. Yeah. Well, path11tv.com is the website where folks can go to find out more, to subscribe and as you mentioned uh mike i believe you did that there are podcasts that you don't have to subscribe uh in order to uh, listen to or watch and we encourage people to do just that because it sounds to me like the diversity of guests on your uh, uh programs uh is is going to uh, uh be a wonderful addition to uh, your transformational process, folks. I think that you're really going to enjoy it. April, Hannah, and Mike, um, I want to thank you so much, uh, especially you, Mike Habernig, for sharing with us today. Because as I alluded to earlier, and I, I applaud you, I compliment you on your willingness to to share with us from from your from inside yourself with us. I know it's not easy. Um, and uh, I wasn't going to make it hard. <laughs> this isn't 60 Minutes. Uh, uh, the old, uh, the old uh, Mike Wallace days where we'd come at you with a camera and a microphone <clears throat> and ask you, so how many times did you beat your wife? Um, but, <laughs> but I do, I thank you so much uh, for being willing to participate in the program today in this fashion because it, it's, been, it's been very enlightening. Yeah, no, no problem. Yeah, then it's... It, sounds like we've had similar backgrounds where uh, I, I did about 10 years in live broadcast TV news and my life pretty much has been behind the camera and even doing these films, I'm behind the camera. So, and I, I speak better talking in video mm-hmm. than actually public speaking. Um, so it's that, that world is a lot easier for me where this it's, I, to help promote what we've done, I have to get out in front of the camera, which is, I don't mind it, but I don't, I'm not just, I'm just not used to it. Yeah. Well, I guarantee you that the more you do it, the better you will get. And you're not bad right now. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) April, I thank you also, April Hanna, for joining us here on the program and uh, sharing with us. You're a producer and Mike is a director. This has been an extraordinary uh, interview, uh, very insightful. Uh, We haven't uh, intended to, to step on anybody's toes here with the conversation. Uh, We're just, we're just looking around and we're just tr- discussing the possibilities and the possibilities are endless. Uh, April, I know you'd agree with that, that, that who knows, who knows what the next step is going to be. And I have to say, as I've said on many programs during the, uh, the time 
people like to say the time of COVID, uh, or I like to say the COVID era, um, that it has given us opportunities that prior to the COVID era, we didn't even know existed. And it's just incredible. Uh, I've even said this, that because we've done something different this time, as opposed to the 60 years I've been on this planet and the uh, influenzas that have swept the globe and hit the United States and they go to the cross and then goes away. And then we got the vaccine, but we never did anything different. We didn't shut things down. Well, when we did something different, I knew whether we liked the, how we came out in the end, it was going to be different. And that's what was exciting to me was at least now we're going to see something new instead of the same old, you know, uh, so many people died from this, even though they got the vaccine and so many people died who didn't get the vaccine and so many people got sick and our productivity rate went down and blah, 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 blah. Well, you know, people don't like the process, but at least it's going to be different. And boy, hasn't it been in 2020? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sure has. Well, thank the two of you. I do have three more questions to ask each of you. I'm going to bounce it back and forth so that each of you will have an opportunity to think about the answer. Um, but first, I want to mention to our listeners that uh, you can hear this program on Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., streaming live at richardugan.com. The podcasts are on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, and all of the other locations you are reposting our interviews to. Thank you for doing that. We're also on YouTube. Richard Dugan is the channel. Go there and uh, watch these programs. I think that uh, they'll be a lot of fun. The, the websites will be there as well. We'll put them up on the screen so that you will be able to go to their website, which is path11tv.com. And let's see. What am I forgetting? Oh, please participate in the decade of perfect vision, the 2020s. Go within. Spend some time there. Uh, I know that it's a little scary sometimes to get to know yourself. I, I've been there. I, I, I go there as often as I can. But uh, it's, it's okay. And the dog in the background there agrees with me. So please spend some time doing just that. All right. So for my first question to Mike Habernig, my question to you, Mike, is, if you will unmute, and that is, who is... Mike Habernick. Who who am I? Wow. Um, just uh, I would say an explorer, um, seeker. Um, kind of part of what Path Eleven is. It's that that seeker, that explorer. Um, I like diving into the unknown. Um, I like dealing with technology because um, growing up, uh, most of my childhood was in the eighties, early nineties, and technology was somewhat new like video games you know the, when my parents got our first camcorder in the mid 80s you know, i was pretty much the only one that wanted to use it um you know just just going out and taking pictures of things you know just working with something on the cutting edge of of time and reality i guess i just i like i don't know i just like knowing about things yeah, sounds a little by like Adam Goldberg from the TV show. Oh, the, the Goldberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very similar. Yeah. Um, 
I, I have all, all the same posters and t-shirts and toys that he had. So, and we were living, I think there's like a two, two, two year age difference between us. So oh, wow. it was very similar. Wow. Yeah. All right, April, who's April Hannah. Okay. Well, I had a chance to think about uh-huh, this. So, yeah, I, know. <laughs> um, I think fundamentally I'm consciousness. You know, if I, if I really, really answered it in the way that I know it to be, um, I would say I'm consciousness. If I wanted to give myself more of an ego identity, I would say I'm a seeker and I am a healer. I'm here to heal and here to love. Okay. All right. So, April, we'll start with you on question number two. What is it that you hope to or want to achieve through the work that you're doing now? Um, my hope is to use the platforms that we have with podcasting and film to reach uh, people all around the world in the hopes to make them feel a little bit more comfortable uh, being here on earth for people to watch what we put out there and listen to what we put out there and have their fear of life decrease. And, um, and hopefully it will just make human beings better human beings. I couldn't agree with you more on that one. Mike, uh, I would like to know from you, what is it that you hope to or want to achieve through the work that you're doing now? I would like to help the world relax, um, basically chill out. (laughs) (laughs) It's, um, yeah, it's, uh, especially in this election cycle and even I, COVID didn't help this. Um, everybody's very tense. And I know there's a, there's a lot of people in businesses and, you know, that got sick or lost their business um, and are going through tough times. Um, and going into this year, I, I kind of had, um, I was looking down the barrel. I lost about between March and June, I lost a lot of money from business that closed up. Mm. But little things popped up that kept me going. It's like it connected me from A to B out of nowhere. I didn't see it coming, but it kind of landed in my lap. And um, so, yeah, and part of that was being relaxed. Um, I, I didn't pull my hair out. Um, and it, it just kind of, it was just, I don't know, an easy transition. Okay. And um, yeah. And final question, Mike, I start with you. What is your life's purpose? I think, and, and this is probably what your, your first two questions in this, these last three questions kind of are building up to this. And that, it, that is to do these films to help, you know, through exploration and, and, and discovery, um, put it together in a film with the latest technology and showing it off to people to help them relax and uh, chill out and <laughs> understand that there's going to be good days. There's going to be bad days and there's probably going to be really bad days, but you know, it, there's, there's no, there's no bad. Uh, what's the what's the right way of putting it? There's no, it, it's it's an it's inevitable mm-hmm. at some point. So it's just like death. It's going to happen. Just might as well just relax and experience it. And April, what is your life's purpose? Um, I mean, definitely, I feel like I'm I'm doing it with you know Path Eleven, and I think part of my purpose is to listen 
And just like you, Richard, you probably have to do a lot of listening, you know, with with the show that you're doing here, not the show, but the archive or the podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I think it's to be a really good listener and, um, you know, to and then produce what I hear and, you know, put it out there. I have to also my purpose in all of this, too, is to know how to ask the right questions and to find the right people um, to bring more healing, you know, to the world. So I'm doing that. In in, in my own side business with being a therapist and a healer and then being a, a filmmaker, you know, with Mike and a podcast host. So there's, there's a lot of listening that I have to do in this lifetime. Mm. Well, Mike Habernig and uh, April Hannah, I thank you both for joining us, for sharing with us this new uh, opportunity and experience of Path 11 TV at path11tv.com. And uh, you go on the air. You will have gone on the air by the time this airs uh, on 11-11-20. And we know why 11-11-20. Because of the synchronicity of the number 11 as you were just trying to come up with a name for the, uh, uh, for the uh, uh, operation that you now have. And again, we do thank you so much, both of you, for sharing your time, your energies, uh, and your stories with us. Thank you, Richard. It was really a lot of fun. Thank you. And I thank you for listening to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. We're giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And until our next broadcast, podcast, videocast, love to love.